Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Thursday, September 28th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and yes, I am in my hoodie because it was a little cold out here this morning. You know, up here in the Northeast, it's starting to get cold and uh, we won't be too long before we start seeing frost on the windows. In any case, just checking, this is the first time I've worn this new mic with this uh, hoodie. We want to make sure the volumes look good and uh, hoping you're having a great day today. Is, if this is the first time you watch the show, uh, this is a show where we um, talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. I want to say hi to everybody in the chat. Hope you are all doing well this morning. Now with that, let's go ahead and get started here. And we'll start by just giving you a reminder that um, if you do enjoy the show, please like it, please follow or subscribe, and please share it with your colleagues. It really helps us grow our audience and find new vendors, not only to uh, cover on the show, but also to interview on our product and technology show. And with that, I also want to thank today's sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please tell them about theautomationschool.com. With that, I want to go over to our first press release this morning. This was pretty cool. Siemens has a press release about their 5G solutions for private 5G networks for uh, companies. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It's a pretty good uh, uh, announcement here. They kind of go through, you know, they had a bunch of beta sites and they were testing it out vigorously and whatnot. But the bottom line here is there may be situations where you need wireless connectivity and Wi-Fi is just not going to cut it. And so companies like Siemens offering private 5G networks, I think is pretty important in a big step up, especially if you have a large campus, right? So this is great for companies who, um, because they have full control over the network and who can join, right? Unlike, you know, the public internet or the public uh, uh, cell phone network. So um, they also say that because these are private 5G networks, they use their own local 5G spectrum. So very interesting stuff. I think we're going to hear a lot more of this going going forward, but um, I wanted to share that with you this morning. From there, we have a, a new press release from Moxa. They are the first industrial uh, Ethernet uh, secure router company to get 62443-4-2. Let me say that again. 62443-4-2 security level 2 certification. So um, congratulations to Moxa. We've covered their products many times on the show before. And um, this is specifically for their TN4900 and EDRG9010 series of industrial secure routers. Now, if you're wondering, hey, what is 62443? Well, we actually had an ISA on the show uh, last year to tell us all about it. And uh, you can see it here. For those listening, it was uh, podcast one. So if you go to automationblog.com or your favorite podcasting site or a video sharing site, you should find uh, Cybersecurity, ISA 99, and 62443. That again is Podcast 110. So in any case, from there, we go over to this uh, uh, announcement from PILS that they have over the last 10 years trained 10,000 safety experts. So congratulations to them. Of course, we've talked about their Certified Machinery Safety Expert Training Program in the past. And uh, man, since 2013, they've trained 10,000 people. So that's good. And I'm assuming all those 10,000 people out there are making machines safer, right? So that's good too. From there, we go over to an announcement from Copia. So they have just added FBD and SFC support for CodeSys to their uh, Git-based um, um, 
source control package. They also have Device Link, which does automate, automated updates and compares. So in any case, this is great, great news for them. They've really expanded. We've seen announcements from them about Rockwell, about Schneider, about Siemens, and now Codesys, another big player out there. And, uh, the, you know, the, the software looks really sweet and clean. And so with Codesys now, they support, let me zoom in here on this, so with CodeSys now, they're supporting ladder, function blocks, sequential function charts, structured text, tasks, UDTs, global variable lists, and libraries. So that's a lot of support. So excellent uh, uh, announcement from Copia. Glad that they're adding more support for all these major vendors. From there, we go over to an announcement from Inductive Automation. And uh, they're moving to Australia. No, they're not moving, but they're opening up an office in Australia, down under. And... Uh, uh, this very interesting story here about how they had a, a new company come online down there, iControls, and they really just grew and grew and grew and um, really bringing, uh, you know, inductive automation's product line to the area. And so in talks with them, they decided to purchase that company and open an inductive automation office in Australia. So congratulations to inductive and to iControls, I think it was iControls PTY for the uh, for the news from there we go over to an article or announcement from kuka they're teaming up with a company that makes a prefab departments they're called groupus or group wires groupius and um, basically what uh, kuka is doing with these folks is they're going to provide them with uh, 45 robots and 12 agvs to help them totally automate their um you know their apartment fabrication factory and uh, i thought it was a very interesting uh, article this is going to be over twenty-four thousand square feet or square meters rather and so here you can see some stats on it 100 new jobs um turnkey flexible plant uh, 45 robots length of production line 500 meters pretty impressive um living units per year that they're going to produce 3500 so very interesting stuff. You don't often see uh, prefab homing homes or apartments really covered in automation circles, but this is pretty interesting stuff. In any case, from there, you can see some more pictures here if you're watching. From there, we're going to go over to a, a new article from Omron, and it's entitled, Why PMAC Controllers Are Essential for Manufacturers Looking to Reduce Costs and Increase Efficiency. I don't know anything about PMAC. I've reached out to Omron several times to try to get them to come on the product and technology show and up to update the audience about their product line. Um, haven't heard anything back yet. But, um, you know, what, he, what they're promoting here with their PMACs is, you know, it's for those situations, they say, where you need real-time monitoring, real-time modifications, real-time uh, control capabilities, including motion, I.O., you know, and communications. And they... They have four highlights. I'm not going to read the whole article, of course, but they have four highlights. They say it's a customizable design to meet their unique customer needs. They say they're increasing efficiency across the board with their products. Um, they're keeping up with high market demands, and they're optimizing space by keeping their products small. So in any case, a very interesting article from Amron. From there, we go over to Grace Technologies. They usually have a new article every Wednesday. Not early enough for us to cover on the Wednesday show, but here it is Thursday, and we're looking at their new uh, article, and it's about, uh, you know, elevating safety with their Graceport products, right? 
So this is one of the products they write a lot about. They have so many different versions of this, pretty much any application you need, whether you just need USB power or you need uh, 120 volt power, or you just need ethernet and USB connectivity to your devices in the panel, maybe you have VFDs or PLCs or HMIs. So they have many, many different combinations. And they, they write about once a month, they write an article about them. I mean, I, I do like the four bullets here about why it's important to have a bulkhead connector. First of all, you avoid any electrical hazards that might be inside the enclosure. You also avoid arc flash. And if you, if you have to suit up for arc flash, that's very, very time consuming, right? That's the next one, time consuming procedures to actually get into the enclosure. And then workflow disruptions, right? So I think all those are very interrelated. There's some great uh, Bernie and Les cartoons in here or comics in here. And um, you know, some of these were reused from uh, previous articles, but still good. Good stuff. Always enjoy uh, seeing their uh, their uh, comics in their articles. From there, we go over to another uh, article from Pills, and they're talking about, hey, did you know ISO 3691-4 was updated? I did not. Now, what is ISO 3691-4? I didn't know, but in this article, I found out this is um, really affects AGVs, right? So this is safety requirements and verification for driverless industrial trucks in their systems. And um, they're saying this is the most important standard for AGVs. So if you're doing anything with AGVs, you may want to check out this article. They kind of go through the key changes in the standard. And uh, so I wanted to share that with you this morning. From there, we go over to our featured product of today. And this is the Automation Schools Control Logics Level 1 and 2 course. Uh, this course not only is a lifetime access. You also get a second course with this called Logic Live, where I taught a handful of students live uh, virtually. And um, you also get the next edition of the course for free as well. So you can see the reviews here. You can see all the details of what's included. There's two versions. The $99 version does not come with all the free extras I was just talking about, but the $299 version does. If you like the $99 version, you can contact me you could upgrade for the difference in price. Again, this is buy once, own forever. Buy once, get supported forever. I love answering students' questions. We've had several students recently go through and ask some great questions. And I'm actually using all of those questions because I don't do email support. Everything has to be posted on the lessons. I'm actually using that to help uh, with some new lessons in the new edition of the course. So it's going to be a lot of fun to do those uh, AMAs and answer all the questions that come in. But in any case, you can see pictures here. It's a it's, uh, it's the reason I'm redoing it is because I think I filmed this in 2017. So 2016 or 2017, you can see all the lessons here on the right. You can ask questions. You can submit this form and ask questions. But in any case, if you know anybody who needs Control Logics training, this is also supports our group en enrollment program. So if you have three or more people that, at your facility, you need to enroll. We can do a group enrollment. You save some money off the price of the course, which is $299 normally. Well, on sale, it's $299. But um, you save money off that, and then you can track your employees and see how they're doing. And we do offer free student replacement. So if you have a student who never takes the course and then quits or maybe moves to a different department and you're like, well, he's not using that course. I want to give it to somebody else. We do order free, offer free student replacement if they haven't taken the course. If they take half the course and then say they don't want to take the rest of it, we do like a 50% off to reset that seat for a new student. So I don't know if anybody else does that, but it's one of the things when I was in the field that really drove me crazy about the major vendors that they don't do that, you know? It's like if they only consume half the cost, then replacing them should be 50%, right? Just makes sense. 
From there, we go over to a new product from Banner. And uh, the title of this article is Bring Critical Temperature Data to Your Condition Monitoring System. So this new product is the S15C, and that's S as in Sam, 15C. And this is a dual thermistor temperature probe with Modbus interface. So very interesting new product and um, not a lot more to say except that it is IP65, 67, and 6080 um, rated. And um, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that. It has LEDs for, for Modbus, it has LEDs for power, and you know, it's a dual thermistor temperature probe. So if you need two temperature probes in the same place or nearby, um, this looks like a great option. From there, we go over to a new product from Oriental Motor. They have a new AZX series of servo motors. And, um, whoa, that went too, zoomed in too fast there. So what are some of the big things about this, right? So no external sensors required, achieves high torque at a high, in a high speed range, has Ethernet IP compatible driver, um, has um, the basic operations, if you're already using the AZ series, the basic operations are the same. And, you know, right now it's, it's launching in a half horsepower or 400 watt model. The next edition that they plan to have out later this year is a 600 watt or four-fifths horsepower um, model. So if you've uh, been using Oriental Motor servos, you may want to check out this new product with Ethernet IP. From there, we go over to Automation Direct. I noticed they also were uh, talking about a new product they have in the store. And this is their 460 volt AC Sure Servo 2 servo system. So again, they have uh, output from 400 watt to 15 kilowatts. And there's uh, 12 models in that range. They start at about $460, and uh, that's for the drives. And the motors, the 400-watt motor is about $360. So they also have news here about uh, new Endress Hauser post-radar level sensors. Okay, so we do uh, check Endress Hauser's website every day, but um, they haven't had a lot of product announcements over there over the last couple of months. Um, from there, we go over to a new a product from Balmer. Now, we've been checking these guys for a long time. I haven't seen anything new, but today they have this new, um, what they call new sensor class for easy positioning and inspection. And uh, if we zoom in here, we see that this is a smart 2D profile sensor. Okay, so those are pretty important when you're looking at profiles, right? It uh, has a um, precision up to five micrometers. Okay, and so I'm not, not only going to include a link to this uh, press release, but I will also include a link to the product page, which has a lot more information about it. Um, you know, it has an intuitive built-in web interface. There's five, you know, we, we talked about the, the precision of five microns. It, um, Smart Connect, IO-Link, Ethernet, and more. And there's 10 models total for a wide range of objects. And so I thought this page was, was much more detailed than the... Uh, you can even see Profinet there. So we talked Ethernet IP, IO-Link, and Profinet on some of these models. So from there, we go over to um, an article from OnLogic. Now, we just had them on the podcast. That came out last night at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And I thought it was a great, uh, you know, product line overview. There's a lot of things OnLogic does with their industrial computers. I didn't even realize they did. But um, these are true industrial computers made from the ground up to be industrial. And today they had an article, they had a couple of articles, but today I'm featuring the one about 
There's support for Thin Manager Wi-Fi Boot. So if you're using Thin Manager, I actually went to training on it years ago, and um, it's a way to manage your thin clients. It makes managing your thin clients very easy. And, um, but Thin Manager has already always required, according to this article, a wired connection, right? So what uh, OnLogic has done is they teamed up with Thin Manager, which is owned by Rockwell, if you didn't know, they bought them a few years ago, um, to enable something called Wi-Fi Boot. So now if you wanted to have a Thin Manager client, like one of their small boxes here you can see on the screen, and you want it on a mobile device, right? Like maybe it's a forklift. Well, now it, you can use it because they're supporting Wi-Fi. So very interesting. It said somewhere in this article, it said they had exclusivity for this, but it didn't say for how long. So I don't know if it was something that um, they co-developed and only OnLogic can use or um, what the deal is with that. But in any case, very interesting uh, new option for you guys out there using Thin Manager or looking for a Thin Client Management software package. From there, we go over to an article from Universal Robots. And this talks about uh, safety accidents with robots. I thought it was very interesting. If you're ever looking to know like how safe is working around a robot arm, um, he really pulls out in this article, or he or she, I think it was a he, um, pulls out, uh, David, yeah. So it pulls out a lot of uh, accident information and talking about like how you're so many more times more likely to get in an accident with a forklift than you are with a ro an automated robot arm. And so he has a lot of specs in here, a lot of details, a lot of stats. And I thought it was very interesting. And, um, you know, they talk about, um, you know, even from repetitive strain, you're more likely to, to have an injury from a repetitive strain type of accident or, or, or stress than you would by getting hurt by a robot. Now, um, I think he does a great job. I'm not going to read the article, but I think he did a great job of kind of throwing it up there that, you know, if you're worried about safety with, with robot arms, um, here's some facts to show you that typically it's not an issue when they're deployed correctly. From there, we go over to a similar article from Locus Robotics. Now, they do the AGVs and uh, AMRs. And um, in here, I think they, they, they typically do AGVs, not AMRs. But uh, we'll see here. Let's see what we got. So in this article, they're talking about um, trying to dispel the myth of humans, humans and robots working together in a warehouse. And they call this the safety dance, like the old 80s song. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, now I get that song going in my head. Um, so yeah, AMRs, okay. So in this case, uh, they're talking about that. They're talking about, you know, collision avoidance, emergency stops, step sensing 3D obstacle cameras, safety edge rubber bumpers and speed limits. These are all things that are built into AMRs that, uh, it, that, that make them safe for use in a warehouse. And I think they really go through, and these are important things to know if you're going to be buying some AMRs to do something in your warehouse. These are important things to consider because, you know, no system is foolproof, right? And so, you know, you got to be cognizant of these uh, different things. So from there, we go over to the digital newsstand, and we have a new uh, digital magazine from Phoenix Contact. And this is about uh, all about their 100th anniversary, 1923 to 2023. And um, a lot of stats in here, a lot of old products, a lot of interviews. And I just thought, just uh, paging through here, I just thought it was so cool. I remember when Rockwell had their 100th anniversary and all the cool memorabilia they had and the stories they had. Um, it was just so interesting. And this is 
this is on par with that. And look at some of their very original products that they made. And um, yeah, just, just a great, so if you're using any Phoenix contact products, you may want to check this out. Um, especially if you have some time, you're going to be stuck on a road or in the airplane or on a bus. Um, definitely looks like some good reading. And I, I love looking at some of these old, old products. Um, from there we go over to, and, and this is another one of those Red Lion ones where the link I had this morning didn't work uh, a couple hours later. I don't know what's going on with that. So you may just have to go to their literature library to find this at the Red Lion website. But uh, this is a, another case study talking about a public utility who had to take out their 3G uh, modems and uh, upgrade them to something else, something new. And uh, Red Lion was there with their one of their products and um, help them do the, the uh, conversion. The, the advantage with the Red Lion product against some of the other products is they could do 4G now, but also migrate to 5G later. So it kind of future-proofed this challenge. And they had um, so many pump stations, so many, this is a water facility. So um, they have all these, uh, you know, 70 rainwater and stormwater pumping stations. And, um, so just just a lot of a lot of information, and you know they had uh, WinCC, they had uh, some ABBAC 500. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming those are VFDs. They had S7 PLCs. So um, very interesting article if you want to read up about that. Now the product they used here, I actually pulled this up over at Redline's website. It's called their Flex Edge line of remote access products. And this thing has like a lot of features in it, okay? And so I was reading through the feature list. Pretty impressive. You can see here um, this table. Let me see if I can build it up. So you got um, firewall, you got routing, NAT, IP fallback, VPN, um, plus 300 drivers, OPC UA, um, data logging, a virtual HMI, advanced web server, just so much built into this. So it depends on which one you get. But again, and these are expandable too, which are interesting. So we're hoping to have Red Lion uh, back on the product and technology show soon. I know we have to reschedule because they um, just very busy, but I'd love to get them on to talk about this product as well. Very interesting product line. From there, we go over to a uh, an application profile uh, from Beckoff about a automated welding system. And they talk about how they integrated weighing into the system. And they talked about the advantages of the Beckoff system with the integrated weighing. And so I wanted to share it with you this morning, especially if you're using Beckoff, you'll be very interested in this, or if you have any weighing applications coming up. From there, we go over to downloads, and I just found a new version of SciTop Manager. That's for the, uh, the power supplies from Siemens. So this is for commissioning, engineering, and monitoring SciTop power supplies. I really should grab a copy of this because I got this great sample from uh, Siemens, a SciTop sample that uh, I should really dig into when I get some time. Uh, from there, we also have TIA add-ins. So if you have TIA portal through their openness uh, feature, um, there's all these add-ins and some of these look great. I'm like, oh, I gotta do some lessons for my students on these. But uh, let me just go through some of these add-ins quickly in this, uh, in this document. You have the copy PLC add-in. So you can copy hardware and software configurations between controllers. Um, FBFC, I'm sorry, FCFB converter. So you can convert functions to function blocks. Um, a Git connector for, uh, uh, let's see, for, uh, well, a uh, source control connector for Git and a source control connector for SVN. And uh, more, I mean, variable cleaner, test suite, know-how protect, test creation, export, import, um, 
start PLC advanced, export data set to Excel, just a lot of stuff here. So if you're using TIA portal, definitely something you want to bookmark here. The latest uh, uh, release here of TIA add-ins. And from there, we also have a new release uh, firmware 2.3 for their IoT gateway, Cymatic, CC712 and 716. As far as documents, we have a new uh, manual from Alan Bradley from Rockwell on their Mage Motion. Is that Mage? Magni Motion? Quick Stop. Um, quick Stick. <laughs> I'll get it right. Quick Stick and Quick Stick HT. And uh, so this is a um, design guide, and this is for their, well, here you can see one of the systems here. So from there, we go over to a new installation guide for the Flex HA 5000 IO system. And this is important because this is a brand new line of IO, and it's very different than previous lines of IO from Rockwell. Now, if you want to know more about this, we actually covered this in some really uh, deep detail. We went took a deep dive onto Flex HA 5000 in podcast 167. We and I just asked all kinds of questions because I wanted to make sure I knew all the pieces and parts I would need if I was building a system, right? And so, uh, really, a new brand new design. It's very different from like let's say Flex IO or Point IO. And uh, you know, if you need um, high availability distributed IO. Uh, where you may have, uh, you know, duplex inputs or, you know, it supports simplex and duplex inputs, um, check this out. That's podcast 167, where I sit down with Rockwell. Um, we also have a, a new um, user's manual from Emerson on their Testcom ER5000 series. So you can see that here. This is, oh, if I would have noticed the date, I would not have showed this today because this is from, why would they just release it today if it has a 2019 date on it? I would not have shown that to you if I saw that. Uh, from there, we go over their events. And uh, today, Excita is doing their webathon. I was going to actually pull it up and see if we could watch some of it, but it requires registration and all this stuff. So I'm like, well, I don't have time for that. But in any case, uh, if you were going to attend their 24 hour webinar, it is running live right now, I believe. And uh, they also have another one. And if you ever have to do an FMEA, um, they're going to have a webinar on October 4th. To show you how to do that using a spreadsheet to go through that that is a failure mode and effective effects analysis okay for you safety folks out there so it'll be on october 4th it'll be either at 10 a.m eastern or 4 p.m eastern you can catch either session from there hey that's it you know if you think i missed anything please fill uh, click on the submit news tip link and then fill in the form and let me know what i missed also um if you have some comments, you want to uh, give some feedback, um, please fill in this form here. This is the talkback form. I also want to thank everybody. I see Frank's here this morning too. Good morning, Frank. Um, thank everybody who chatted in the chat today. Also want to thank our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody needs automation training, send them over to theautomationschool.com. And uh, also want to thank the folks that signed up. We're up to 1245 now. Three new people following us over at automation.locals.com. That's our private community. I know I have messages. I know I have posts. Um, I will get to them today. Um, I did do research on that other question that came in yesterday and definitely looks like CCW20 supports the Micrologics 1400. So I told the poster, I said, hey, here's a link on how to do it. It's a free tech note. If you can't get it to work, let me know and I'll try it here. But it looked pretty straightforward. You know, you just you just have to choose a Micrologics uh, PLC from the list. 
So in any case, maybe it's not that easy. Who knows? But uh, I want to thank uh, all the new people who are following us up there and all the people who support us by buying us a cup of coffee every month. Um, from there, I want to thank everybody who's picked up a copy of my ebook this week. Thank you, guys. You really, really help keep the show going. I know this date is long past, and I apologize. i got to find time to update that. And uh, I also want to thank people who... Um, who have uh, picked up my video collections. I actually, I think somebody just picked up one of the uh, $35 USB collections that have the, the 287 episodes and more than 29 hours of my videos. So thank you for doing that. Really appreciate that. From there, I also want to thank those who picked up either coffee cups or t-shirts. Uh, that again, every little bit helps. And, um, you know, sometime, it'll, it'll either be uh, late this morning or this afternoon, I will take all the links I covered today and I will manually add them all up to automate.news. No www, no .com, it's automate.news. And this is where the automation blog puts all the news links, including links to the show. And um, I'm starting to put tags in them. It takes a lot of extra time to tag every single one, but... It, I think it's going to be necessary going forward to find stuff. Like if I just want to find something about AI, right? And so, um, or if I just want to find something about Studio 5000 or TIA Portal or, you know, Ecostructure or so whatever, whatever code says, whatever we're talking about. So um, in any case, these will get up there every day. A lot of times I have meetings or I have other people I have to meet with or things I have to do in the office, like get the podcast out for 3.30 on Wednesdays. So in any case, um, but there, all the links are up there. I am hoping slowly, I got December 1st through 12th up there uh, one night because my wife was watching something I wasn't interested in. So I'm hoping to get all the original links there. Right now, they're just on a, like, there's a whole page for December, a whole page for January. I'm hoping to make those individual links over time. So, um, you know, because when you look here for the selection, you'll see like there's so many, like there's 100 Siemens links, there's, uh, you know, 80 Rockwell links, there's, you know, 50 Schneider links. Well, there's actually a lot more, just... They're not listed individually, so uh, we'll get them all up there. So we'll have a complete list of all the news we've covered on, I don't even know what show we're on, 115 shows for this year. So we're excited about that. I am hoping to do the show from Automation Fear, okay? Don't know how that's going to happen, but I, um, you know, we do the show. We try to launch at 7.30 every morning. Sometimes it's 7.35, 7.40, but I try. Trying really hard to get it done, started at 7.30 every morning, and um so I don't know if I have to do it from the hotel room or if, I, if I'll be able to do it from in front of the convention center. But, well, probably not because it's going to be cold, right? It'll be November. But in any case, we are going to try to keep the show going even during automation fear. And um, I am so excited. I talked to some folks at Rockwell. Looking forward to meeting with some product uh, managers and get some interviews. They may be audio only. I don't know if it's going to be conducive to getting capturing video. I mean, all my cameras do support have hard drives built in, so I don't need any Wi-Fi to capture a video uh, a video um, interview. But uh, in any case, we'll see what happens. I don't know what the what the facilities are like where we're going. But in any case, um, I just wanted to tell you about Automate.News, and that is typically the last thing I talk about every day. So I just want to wish you all a great day. Hey, thanks for watching. Whether you watched us live this morning and chatted with us, hey, everybody in the chat, or if you, um, you know, watch after the fact. I know a lot of people are watching in the evenings because they're so busy in the morning. So I just want to say a shout out to all you, all of you. I just want to say a shout out to all of you. See, this is live TV, right? And uh, I just wish you all an awesome day or awesome evening. And uh, with that, I want to wish you a very courageous fearless, and again, awesome day. 
And until next time, my friends, peace.